بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا أبي القاسم المصطفى محمد وآله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقية الله في الأرضين أجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف اللهم أخرجني من ظلمات الوهم وأكرمني بنور الفهم اللهم افتح علينا أبواب رحمتك وانشر علينا خزائن علومك برحمتك يا أرحم الراحمين Alhamdulillah, we have studied two concepts. One was hikmah, one was aql. Hikmah or wisdom and aql in the sense of being rational and intelligent. But not intelligent in the sense that uh, you are not mentally troubled or you are not mad more than 90% of people are in this sense intelligent but intelligent in the sense that your decisions are intelligent your actions are intelligent you are a thoughtful person another concept that we have which is related to what we want to achieve is hazm Hazm with Ha and Za is very much related to wisdom and that is to be farsighted. A very important requirement of rationality is to be able to see future consequences. As I said in the previous session, we said rationality has two pillars at least. One is objective assessment of existing situation. You collect data, you discuss, you consult about existing situation. Another is reliable understanding of future. You should be able to predict future. Because otherwise we cannot make proper decisions. Yes? If you don't understand your present and cannot predict future at all cannot function maybe you say what about the past that much of past which is important is inside present <laughs> because that past which has gone altogether it's not important but that much of past that has made the present is part of the present. So you should know the present and try to foresee future and then you can make a good decision. So hazm is to be farsighted. Amir al says Al-Hazmu Kiyasatun Hazm or to be farsighted is cleverness if you are clever you can foresee future you can be farsighted in another hadith he said at tadbiru qabla al-amal 
يؤمنك من الندم التدبير قبل العمل يؤمنك من الندم if before doing something you properly examine and especially the future consequences tadbir means planning with consideration of future outcome if before action you do this it would keep you safe from remorse you would not regret maybe you make mistake but first of all your mistakes would be very minimal because you have been thinking you have been discussing so you are not like a person who just jumps and does things your mistakes will be very much reduced plus you will not regret because you don't expect from yourself to be infallible if you act to the best of your capacity rationally and then something happens that you had no way to foresee you would not regret you would not blame yourself you would not say why i didn't think more why i didn't you know ask people about this you know quran in ayatun nab you know that we had in khabar wahid in ja'akum fasiqun bin naba'in fatabayyanu an tusibu qawman bi jahala fatusbihu ala ma fa'altum nadim if a sinful person brings a piece of news investigate so that you would not fight some people and then you would regret about what you have done so and to see woman the jahala means unintelligently unwisely listening to these people make you fight people that you should not fight so <laughs> what is important is not be 100% free from mistakes what is important is not to make bad mistakes not to make you know unintelligent irrational mistakes no one expects you to be masoom but if you don't know something and you make decision this mistake is not forgiven if you don't know something and you don't inquire if you don't consult these are mistakes that are not acceptable in another hadith amirul mu'minin said aqalun nas this is why you know i said hazm is connected to aql and wisdom aqalun nas anwaruhum fil awaqib the most intelligent people are those who look at the ends the most they look carefully about future sometimes for example people say let's make a public for example a stance make a public statement for example make a decision if you are intelligent you have to be able to think properly about consequences 
Not that as soon as something comes to your mind and you think it is good, you should do it. I think I told you this uh, once. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know, it was not here. That one of the things that uh, in activism is encouraged, but in Islamic activism is not encouraged, but in you know, worldly activism is encouraged, is that when something happens, you must quickly react. Because that's the time that there is attention. Yes? When something creates attention, that's the most fertile time for activists who want to prove themselves and maybe they want to do some campaign, they have a cause. I'm not talking about intention. Inshallah, intention is not uh, selfish. Inshallah, it's sincere. But as a method, I have problem with method. Suppose intention is good. When something is a hot issue, you have to quickly do something. Issue a statement, bring people to the street, put posters and banners everywhere, because that gives you publicity and yes and you can establish yourself it's very important that your name comes first but many times this requires to compromise about your standards still you don't know what has happened still you don't know about the surroundings of the case and still you don't know what are going to be consequences are we helping or we are going actually to make this uh, solution more difficult because sometimes when something happens and behind the scene you can solve the problem it's better not to bring it to the public sometimes better to do uh, lobbying or to pressurize indirectly so this needs hazm this needs someone to be far-sighted not to be provoked not to react quickly take time to think collect information and resist against pressure coming from outside sometimes people say why you are passive why you are not brave why you are not supporting this or that but it's not a matter of you are fearful you think that you are representing a cause and when you're representing a cause you have to see what's the best for that cause so this is has to be far-sighted and think a lot about future consequences it's like uh, if someone is playing chess for every motion you should be able to guess many many motions of the other party and be prepared for that if you are not prepared for any motion you must not make any motion when you are prepared for all possible motions and see that based on all scenarios it's worth doing, then you do it.
امیر المومنی علیه السلام صد اعقل الناس انظرهم فی العواقب عواقب اینا عواقب الامور انز اف دی تینگ عواقب فرورا فر عاقبه the most intelligent people are those who look the most at the ends In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'minin said, Man tabarraqa fil umur bighayr nadarin fil awaqib. Whoever gets involved in affairs without looking at ends. Ends, uh, I mean ends of affairs. Is there a better word um, for aqibah? Endings? No, no, not goals. Endings, you can say? No, no. Outcome, outcome is indirectly. Awagat means what this action is going to lead to. Results or consequences or endings. So, whoever tabarrafa gets involved, engaged in affairs without looking into consequences he or she would be exposed to calamities so it's very important to try to anticipate what's going to happen your success is not based on number of decisions so that you can say a successful person has made hundred successful decisions and a person who's not successful has made less successful decisions no your su success is not a matter of number of decisions it's a matter of making appropriate decisions even if it is less because as I told you before, you are defeated by your own decisions normally. When in a wrong condition you make a decision to do something or say something, then you defeat yourself. It's like playing chess. You give opportunity to the other party based on your action. But if you take your time, many times he cannot do anything. Sometimes they provoke you to do something so that they can do something. So it's very important that don't think I must do something. I have to make you know more things. Make sure that you do proper things. Another thing that Amirul Mu'minin said, which is very very beautiful and has two important reasons for success this very short zafar means victory success victory is a matter of being far-sighted and determined.
Determination is also very important. And we had in Aqaid, do you remember when we talked about Ulul Azb, the prophets, he said, among all people, Allah has chosen 124,000 prophets. Among them, he has chosen 313 Rasul. Among 313,000, five are chosen as the most outstanding, and he calls them Ulul Azb. People of determination. If you have two things, you are farsighted and determined. In Akhlaq, we had this discussion about determinism, and you remember the story of elephant, the example of elephant. You know, I told you how human beings can control elephant because of the weakness of willpower of elephant and then how this may happen to us so for, to be far-sighted and to be determined believe me if we have these two 90% of problems are stuck even in your spirituality our problem is not that much that we don't know what to do our problem is that we don't have that much strength and courage to stand by our decisions. Yeah? During the day, we say, you know, I will do Salat today. We make the decision. But in the middle of the night, then I cannot stand by my decision. So Allah more merciful than expecting me to leave my warm bed in. <laughs> again tomorrow we regret why i didn't do salah today this time inshallah i'm going to do again in the middle of night when we are busy with discussion we do ghaybah when we are alone we regret why i did, said this i will never do ghaybah but then again so many times we keep repeating the same mistakes, not because we don't know, because we are not strong enough to stand by our decision. This is Azm. And one of the things, areas that I am very much thinking in this months, because I have different issues in my mind, you know, sometimes I'm thinking for years, sometimes for months, sometimes for days. <laughs> so I am thinking. One of the things that I am very much thinking is that the connection between apple and determination. <coughs> I think if someone is really intelligent, is really hakim. It's not just a matter of understanding theories. Even it's not just a matter of understanding <laughs> practical, particular decisions, which is hikmah. No, it's more than that. Someone who is aqil means that would never do anything that would regret, would never do anything that changes of feelings and emotions can affect. If I am agil, for example, I am agil and I say I should not eat 
fatty food because I have cholesterol. Okay? If I am aqil, really aqil, whether I am hungry or not, whether this fatty food is delicious or not, whether I am, you know, with other people or I am alone, it should not affect my decision. Because if I am aqil, it means that I have made decision based on all scenarios. So nothing should affect my understanding. Unless something new happens that I didn't put into calculation. But if my decision can easily be affected, pressures can change my behavior. Even if my understanding is still the same, but my decisions are changing, I am not good at it. One of the things I very much uh, think we fall behind Ahlul Bayt especially I very much think about Amirul Mu'minin that I think I am not a good Shia of Amirul Mu'minin is that it seems to me when Amirul Mu'minin knew something is right nothing would affect him if it's a matter of being ready to be killed, sleeping in the room in place of the Prophet, anything. If it's a matter of doing Salah too late, it's a matter of fasting, it's a matter of simple life, anything. It seems that to me, Amirul Mu'minin had no place left for emotions or pressures to affect his intelligent decision after decision is made. If there is any place for emotion, it should be taken into consideration. Because sometimes emotions are important. For example, I have to make someone happy. Okay? That comes to the consideration. That comes to the calculation, to equation. But if equation is complete, calculation is made, decision is firm, then after that, I am tired. I am not tired. Shouldn't make difference. People praise me or blame me. After calculation is made. Nothing should change. This is asm. This is jasm. Firmness in your decision. Any calculation <laughs> must be before equation is made. After that, no. Like, for example, you make lots of inquiry, discussion, thinking, for example, about marriage. Okay. Before you decide to marry, you can make all these calculations and estimations and Based on that, you can make a rational decision. But when you marry, then it's the first day of marriage, or it's 10th year of the marriage, or 50th year of marriage, it shouldn't affect you. Decision is made. Equation was complete. Then it's a matter of just commitment. So, 
this is very important thing that I am trying to understand, you know, how we can strengthen this in ourselves. In another hadith, Amir al-Mu'mini said, La khayra fi azmin bila hazmin. This is what I was saying. That in your calculation, you must consider future. There is no goodness in determination without being farsighted. It means that you try to foresee, anticipate future events, outcomes, consequences, bring to your calculation, then fix it. If you don't do this, then this is a stubbornness. This is rigidity. This is not rational. In another hadith, Amir al said, Al Hazmu An Nadaru fil Awaqib wa Mushawaratu Zavil Ukul. Hazm is to look carefully into future consequences and to consult intelligent people. I don't know if you share with me my excitement that so much in our hadith, you know, these things are mentioned. And when we compare it with the realities of our life, we see big distance, but we have so much emphasis on these things. In another hadith, Atumaninatu Kabla Khubrah Khilaful Hazm. If you are confident before having proper understanding and information, this is opposite to Hazm. It's not a matter of Hazm that you don't know enough. And you are confident. Sometimes people are confident because they are ignorant, because they are unexperienced, they are not mature. Sometimes people are confident because they are irresponsible. <laughs> those who feel responsible, those who have experience, they cannot easily get confident. It's very difficult, you know, to make decisions without worries, without Hesitation. In another hadith, Amir al Mu'mini says, Al Hazimu man tahayyara lehulatihi. Fa in al Mara yuzanu bechalilihi. The one who is far sighted selects his friends or her friends. We talked already about friendship. Because every person is measured, is weighed, means evaluated with 
his friends. So one of the things that shows your value is your friends. Yes. So if you have good friends, this adds to your value. Yes. If someone is with bad people, then this brings him also his own. In another hadith, Amir al Mumini said, Al Hazemu Man Yuachirul Uruba Fi Sultan al Ghadab Vayuadjilu Mukafat al Ihsan Egtenaman Lefursat al Imkan. The one who is far sighted, when he or she is angry, would not punish, would delay punishment. For example, your children, your students, your employees, they do something and you are really angry with them. Don't do something when you are angry. Even if there is a chance that you don't see that person, maybe in future, you know, because sometimes we say, if I don't do something now, I may not get a chance to punish him later. Amir only says, no, don't rush. Even if you are not going to punish him, don't rush. It's better that you cool down and think whether you have to punish or not and what should be your punishment. On the other hand, when someone has done something good, if he has done some ihsan to you, don't delay. As soon as you can, you know, show appreciation, do it. Because if you delay, maybe you don't get a chance to appreciate. Maybe you forget. Maybe you don't see that person. Plus, later, maybe you are not that excited. Yes? So, when someone positively excited you, thank him. When someone negatively excited you, wait. It's beautiful. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna akiyasakum aktharukum dhikran lal-mawt. The most intelligent, the cleverest among you are those who remember death the most. So if you are clever, you should remember death. Because it is remembrance of death that helps you to appreciate what is available and what you can do and what you should do. The most farsighted among you are the one who is better prepared for death. Because there is nothing in future more important than our death. Yes? 
we should foresee future and prepare ourselves for future but the most important thing in future is our death and the life after that so someone who is far-sighted never forgets the need for preparation for death and the last hadith for today and we finish alhamdulillah the discussion about hajj again from rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam the most far-sighted people are the most uh, successful people in suppressing their anger those who suppress their anger the most and this is not only for your personal life even for your community life even for your tablet for your religious life you should be able to suppress the anger because some people think if it is a matter of religion we can get angry but anger damages the balance anger doesn't let you to make proper decision so when Musa salam says Rabbishrahli Sadri this is not for only personal life this is for his prophetic job for talking to Pharaoh he needs Sharh Sadr if suppose Musa gets angry with Pharaoh can he guide him suppose you know Pharaoh speaks very rude what should Musa do he has to keep calm patient and not let bad words of Pharaoh affect him in other words Musa should not let Pharaoh decide for him what type of language he should have what type of rhetoric he should have yeah it's like for example if he lies to me should I lie to him if he says something bad to me or my parents I should say something bad to him on this parent no so even in our social or religious life we should not get angry we should suppress our anger. yes sometimes we need to be a strong and a strong doesn't mean hostile a strong doesn't mean rigid strong doesn't mean angry a strong means you are fully understanding what you are doing in control. and you are in control exactly uh, I remember uh, one of my late teachers you know Rahmatullah like Ayatollah Muslihi uh, Ayatollah Muslihi was a son of one of great maraja so he was teaching us uh, many subjects and also one year i learned kharaj uh, usul with him so he was saying that there was an alim who wanted to educate his child if children think that no matter what they do there is no punishment then they may be spoiled yes so sometimes they need discipline 
But because this alim was very pious, he was never happy to beat his child. Okay? So he was not happy to beat his child. And because he didn't want to tell lies, he was not also able to threaten him that I'm going to beat you. Because he was very careful about, you know, I cannot tell lies. If you say, you know, I come and beat you, it's a lie because I'm never going to. So he used to say, Suppose I'm coming at him. And because the child hopefully doesn't know what is suppose, <laughs> so maybe listens. So this is a strength that when your child does something wrong, you don't get angry. You are cool, but show dissatisfaction. But if my blood is boiling and, you know, my eyes want to come out, you know, and I want to discipline him, you are not disciplining him. You are just satisfying your anger. This is, you know, kashaf <coughs> al-ghaiz. This puts you in a bad mood. You cannot understand. Sometimes, na'uzubillah, people even injure their children. Sometimes people, do two brothers fight and one of them kills the other because anger means yes as you know we have in hadith that someone says that you know i don't remember which imam was that about hedda as about hedda hedda means to be very angry and imam says this is zarbun min al it's a branch of madness because later he would regret and if he doesn't regret, if he doesn't regret, he's constantly mad. So, you have to suppress your anger. You have to be sometimes strong, but inside you have to be calm. This is very important. If we see, for example, someone doesn't, for example, suppose in family we have someone who doesn't say prayer. It's very heartbreaking. Someone in the family doesn't say prayer. But what should I do? I should get angry and shout and scream and beat. I don't think this is going to improve. I should show that I am not happy, but I should be calm and try to find the best way to approach this issue. Many times, if with kind approach and patience you deal with such people, they may understand and may open up. But God forbids if you, you know, <laughs> start, you know, beating them or, you know, being rude at them, they become more hostile. And even if they had a little respect for you, that respect can also go away. So it's very important that you remain rational and in control of your behavior. It's very, very important. Okay. 
our time is over. Inshallah, we continue this discussion. Inshallah, in the next session. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Oh.